Archaeologists? England? Professor Big hello to all you mystery solvers out there, and welcome to Heavy Metal, a podcast about Scooby-Doo. I'm your host, Ethan Brundine, and each week myself and a guest will take you through an episode from somewhere in the vast history of the greatest cartoon of all time. I'm joined today by one of my very good friends, Ian Cadlick. Welcome to the show, Ian. Hey, hey, thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it. You got it. I needed you from the very first episode because you're one of my good buddies, so I needed someone I could talk to. Hell yeah. I appreciate that. Love that intro also. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) I worked very hard. Um, The episode we're talking about today is What a Night for a Night. Now, usually the guest will get to pick, but I forced this upon Ian uh, (laughs) because it's the first episode ever. I figured we should talk about the first episode ever. Absolutely. That makes sense to me. I was down, and as we had talked before, um, I did not grow up watching Scooby-Doo. I had a handful of like special DVDs and stuff with it, but I never watched the cartoon, so I had never seen this episode. Yeah, which is crazy, because it's a... it's one of the classics like it's one that most people have seen because it's on like all the dvds and everything but that's really great i was i was very excited to learn that when you told me that yeah most of my dvds included batman so right 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 yeah (laughs) (laughs) if you grew up uh not watching scooby-doo what were some of your favorite cartoons as a kid so i watched a lot of uh ben 10 Hell yeah. Hell I yeah. watched a lot of Mucha Lucha. <laughs> I've never heard of Mucha Lucha. Oh, dude. Mucha it's, Lucha? It's essentially, oh man, it's like a, it's a school, it's like an Arthur, okay? But okay. every, every kid is a luchador. Every kid's like a wrestler. So the first episode is he's getting ready to go to Lucha school to become like one of the greatest. It's kind of like a, it honestly is kind of like a My Hero thing now that I'm thinking about it. But it's, uh, you know, the main character's name is Ricochet, and he doesn't know his super, you know, ultimate power. And so he has to learn his special power in the first episode, what his ultimate move is. What is his ultimate move? Do you remember? His ultimate, I do. It's the uh, pulverizing pinball, and he turns physically into a pinball and bounces around the ring and knocks the guy out. Oh, wow. That's (laughs) amazing. Is this like one of those fake Canadian cartoons? No, I, I swear to God, this is real. I'll send you a picture of it on Twitter. I swear to God, uh, this is real. I don't even know. I haven't thought about that show in so long, but that question just made me think about it. It's good stuff, man. I believe you. I believe you. <laughs> okay, cool. Cool. So you so you had like maybe one or two of the movies then as a kid? Yeah. Scooby-Doo. Yeah, for Scooby-Doo, I had... Um, I know that I had the Hex Girls movie on VHS. Yes. And I had, yeah, of course. And I had uh, this DVD. um, It was like a boomerang pack. And it came with a few episodes of Flintstones, a few episodes of uh, Tom and Jerry, uh, a few episodes of Scooby-Doo, and um, then a couple episodes of the Batman 
And then, and then I had the Batman Scooby-Doo crossover episodes. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Absolute classic. Absolute. All of them. Yeah, of course. Good, good, good. So uh, let's get into this week's episode. Scooby-Doo. Where are you? Season one, episode one. What a night for a night. Now this episode premiered September 13th, 1969 on CBS. Over 50 (laughs) years ago. Yeah. It's crazy. I thought I would uh, give you a little background into, uh, into what was going on in September of 1969 so I can transport you back to where you would be in the news and in the world if you were watching this episode for the first time. Of course. Okay, hit me, hit me. So in 1969, September, uh, that is when the famous Trial of the Chicago 7 started. As we all know, that's a movie now on Netflix that is causing a lot of controversy. Yeah. Some people think it's good. Some people don't. I take it you have not seen the film. I have not watched it yet just because... um... I, I keep seeing it, and I've got I've got other things that I, I it's just not at the top of my list right now. I get it. I get it. <laughs> it, is, it is very possible that it could win Best Picture at the Academy Award. We'll see. There are a lot of people that would not like that to happen. I personally like the movie. We'll see. Did you um, did you Best Picture like it though? No, but it would okay. be a, it would be the safe choice of the, uh, of the Academy. So, so you're telling me it's no, it's no Joker. It's it is not a Joker. Uh, I'm afraid it okay. would be more of a Green Book, but it's a better Green Book <laughs> in my opinion. Gotcha. <laughs> um, other things that happened in the September: John Lennon quits the Beatles. Oh my goodness! Yeah, one of the biggest things to happen in culture in the 1960s. Oh, absolutely. Are you a Beatles person? Uh, I grew up, so I grew up with a lot of music being played in the house, and my mom is a is a fairly big Beatles fan. She always kind of had it on, you know. There was at least a couple songs on whatever playlist she had playing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I've I've listened to a good amount. Cool, always cool. enjoyed them. I I, I like the Beatles. Um, yeah, I, I don't, you know, go out of my way to listen to them, but they have some songs I really like. Um, That's how I feel. Yeah, I think that's an accurate aspect. I did not go out of my way to see Yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Well, Yesterday (laughs) uh, represents everything I hate about the Beatles, which is the the idea that they are somehow so much better than every other band ever, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't dislike the Beatles. I also think it would be foolish to say they're overrated, which people do, because, like, their influence on the world and the culture is so strong, right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. But, you know, like, the premise of yesterday is so stupid because it's (laughs) saying that, like, if if they never existed and they someone came out today playing the Beatles songs, they would be the most successful... (laughs) musician of all time right and right. that doesn't make any sense because that those songs the reason why they're so successful is because of what they were at the time like the right. like, music today is different from back then oh, absolutely. people would probably still like the songs if they came out today but they would not you know yeah. chart on the t- on the charts or whatever you know like we're, right. we're living in a time of like that's not how know, that's hip-hop or whatever right yeah that's not how music marketing even works this time that's what what's his name uh Anthony Fantano said, like, there would be a trap remix of Hey Jude. 
yeah, exactly. trying to sell it this at this time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> also in the realm of the Beatles, uh, just a couple days before this episode came out, uh, okay. a newspaper, a college newspaper, published the famous "Paul is Dead" story, which which kicked off one of the most you know, longest lasting uh, conspiracy theories of all time mm-hmm. that. that Paul McCartney supposedly died and they replaced him with uh, a random dude who looked exactly like him. Right. Which I find interesting that that happened after John Lennon quit. Like, I would have thought that would have been a while. <laughs> that would have been were. the reason he quit. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah, he just couldn't abide by that kind of treatment yeah. of uh, his best pal, Paul. But, you know, he gave us all the clues. You just had to listen. You just had to buy more Beatles albums and listen very closely, and, and then you'll figure out the mystery. <laughs> so, going off of the Beatles, uh, mm-hmm. it actually, it very important to have this context because it, it relates to where Scooby Doo was when it was originally being pitched. So, originally, Scooby Doo was going to be about a group of mystery solving teens in a band. Um, because the the Hanna Barbera studio really wanted to compete with uh, the Archie Show, which had that very popular song uh, "Sugar Sugar," and it was like a cartoon, and they would have songs, and those songs would actually like chart in the in the real radio. So they initially wanted Scooby Doo to be about a group of uh, teens that that solved mysteries. That was still part of it, but they would also uh, write songs for each episode and eventually that got uh, thrown away and um, they did still kind of have that in the second season where they bring in the music during the chase scenes yeah um, yeah yeah okay but uh, originally they were supposed to be the ones singing the songs and that kind of comes back with Josie and the Pussycats they kind of repurposed that idea yeah that make that's what i was gonna i was gonna ask about josie that's, that's i didn't know that that's pretty cool yeah josie was after this show and really kind right of, uh, one of many shows that they made that were capitalizing off of the success of scooby-doo isn't josie she's in the uh archie she is yes Earth, yes right? so <laughs> they they went ahead and just bought the rights to um to josie Gotcha. And and Hanna Barbera made that cartoon, but the Archie show was made by somebody else. I don't know who, but it was uh, not a Hanna Barbera cartoon. Interesting. The original name of Scooby Doo was originally going to be Mysteries Five, which is a name I I like, but I don't think it would uh, have lasted as long. It's not quite as memorable. It's not. I, I I also I think that you've told me that before, and I always forget. That is. That is such there a name. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's such a name that's like, oh wow, that's kind of cool, but then it doesn't stick around. Yeah. It also sounds more like a it's a very modern cartoon name, I feel like. Oh, for sure. It would be like a one season cartoon network show or something. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Uh, originally the character Shaggy was supposed to be named WW. Ew. Which is terrible. Like, <laughs> yeah, just that's... saying it is the worst thing. He was always supposed to be like a hippie, but like right. WW. Could you imagine? I, I can't. <laughs> like, oh man, that's that is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and Scooby was originally not supposed to be a Great Dane. He was supposed to be a sheepdog named Too Much. 
So we have WW and too much. WW and too much. That is too not much. as iconic as Jackie and <laughs> <No>. Scooby. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, whoever came in and did the, you know, like, did a pass on the script and punched it up really kind of saved the show and gave it the legacy that it needed. It's right, absolutely. Yikes. Um, oh, he zoinks on that one. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, there you go. I like. I always like knowing some of that behind the scenes stuff, and I don't think yeah. I'm going to forget WW. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, the first two episodes had a different theme song that was thought to be lost for a long time, but then eventually was found. But I could not find it on like YouTube or anything while researching for this episode. Yeah. So. I'll find it one of these days and listen to it. But by the by, the third episode, they brought in the the theme song that we all know and love. That we all know, yeah. Um, another interesting thing about this episode at the very beginning is that this is one of only two episodes that has its own uh, custom designed title card, like the the original painted uh, title card that says "What a Night for a Night" at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, only this one and the Captain Cutler episode have it. The others, they just went with the with a standard template that they could replace. Mm, that's, I mean, most likely that's cheaper, right? Like yeah, for sure, for sure. Cheaper. I find it interesting though that like that never came back in a, in another show. You know what I mean? Like 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 I can think of other shows like you know like Batman has that. Um, oh yeah, Batman. Like Courage has the Cowardly Dog has their own. Um, so I thought that I'm surprised it's like never in an, in another iteration that they didn't try and do that again. Cause I, I think it's really cool. And it usually adds like class to, to an, to a show, but mm. I get it. you know, Hanna-Barbera is always known for being cheap, I guess. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> well, let's get into how this episode starts. It starts with a kind of creepy cold open. Yeah. Um, yeah, it starts with a nice jaunt through the swamp. It, with the it starts with the with the truck driving. And did you notice that uh, that there is clearly not anyone driving the car, <laughs> like in the, in the in the very first shot? I did. Yep, I did. <laughs> like one second in, and we already have an animation mistake. <laughs> yep, that was. I had a, I had a short little list of of moments in in the episode where I was like, hmm, this animation is is cute and nostalgic. But has its flaws. Yeah, for sure. And, and that was one of them. <laughs> Another thing I noticed is that uh, is that on the on the crate it says you know delivered to the archaeology department, and they misspelled archaeology, <laughs> like they spelled it A R C H E O as opposed to with like the A E, right? <laughs> yeah. Very nice way to do your research, fellas. Yeah, well, it's like at the same time, you know, you know, who's watching this? This is a yeah, they're, yeah, they're for sure. to kids. Look at the, look at the little frog that's jumping. I, yeah, I yeah. <laughs> so like yeah, like in this cold open, the uh, you know, Professor Hyde White, they yeah, say, is the they say his name many times in this episode. They're very proud of that name for some reason. They do. They're really. I I've heard of hide and seek, but not <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that name is yeah exactly. <laughs> And Velma says, "What? No, silly. That's an English name. Like, right. yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> very, very familiar English name. We've all heard. Yeah. I, I swear they say Professor Hyde White more than they say like Daphne's name in this episode. Yeah, I'm, yep. Daphne has like two lines in this whole yeah. episode. They're like, she doesn't even talk, but we got to keep saying Hyde White. <laughs> yeah. I, I at the th after the third one, I was like, is this a joke? I'm not getting. Like, is this just yeah. like a?" 
<laughs> I was like, let's keep going and see see where this goes. But am I just missing something? Yeah, I don't. It, I don't know. I don't know. I guess whatever. <laughs> like he <laughs> is coming for. I'm really curious about this situation. Right? right. He is an anthropologist from England. They make a point of noting that he is from England. Yep. And he's delivering this this suit of armor this famous suit of armor to the museum in uh, wherever these characters live. We know right. later that it becomes Coolsville, but they don't say that in the episode. Right. Um, but he comes from England with this, with this, this suit. suit of armor and he's driving the truck himself. Yeah. <laughs> like, did he get off of the plane or the boat with the, with the, uh, the suit of armor and rent a truck? I and, guess so. Like, why did he need to come at all? Why couldn't he just <laughs> ship it? Like, clearly it came in the mail, and then he comes over, gets in a truck, and delivers it himself. Well, that's the thing that I thought was funny, because, so, like, shortly out in the beginning, um, like, when, when the gang is, like, running around, and they find the suit of armor, yeah. this suit of armor is in the driver's seat. Yes, yes. So, and like, the, we, see, we see the suit of armor come to life in the back of the truck, Right. And then and then then we we cut to, you know, Scoopy and Shaggy are coming along and they, they find the, the, the truck with the suit of armor in the driver's seat. Yeah. And which is a fun hook for a mystery, but I, I don't understand what what the the bad guy's plan here is. <laughs> Especially right. if we are to believe that the first shot is real, like like that actually happened. So the curator of the museum somehow gets into the crate in the back of the truck, puts on the suit of armor, then puts puts like closes the, the crate back up. Mm -hmm. They're driving like like halfway to the museum. He gets out of the crate. You know, we don't see what happens next, but we understand later because Hydewike is missing that he somehow like abducts him. Right. Takes the takes off the suit of armor, puts the suit of armor in the driver's seat of the car of the truck. Right, leaves it <laughs> to be and, found. And right? Takes this this man he's tied up miles away to the museum. Right, with and without a truck because he leaves the truck there. However, however he does this, I don't know. What like you can still do the 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 dressing up as the suit of armor to to scare people bit. Right after he gets to the museum, <laughs> like, well, see, that's the thing too is you know now at this point, <clears throat> so we we we're you know three minutes in to this yeah. and when we find the truck and and you know the helmets on the ground and and everything and it's cute, but is so then that you know that implies that the mystery gang obviously unload the truck from the driver's seat or un right. unload the the suit of armor from the driver's seat to pack it back into the box to then deliver it for them. Yeah, because we see two movers take the, the, the crate to the museum whenever they show back up. Yeah, once they get to the museum, they're like, oh, just take it into the armory, the medieval right. room or whatever. Right. So, so those, those But those delivery guys were not delivering it to begin with. Right. <laughs> so, so I guess the, <laughs> the, the mystery gang were, were kind enough to call the sure. yeah. call a delivery people yeah. to deliver it or, or or maybe it's something where oh what if what if it's this what if the mystery gang takes the the suit of armor back to the museum and then those two guys they're calling them the the professor oh i forget his name 
Whittle or something? What is it? Old Man Wickles. Old Man Wickles. Okay. So Old Man Wickles, obviously a bad guy name, but... Right, right. Um, <laughs> well, he's the only other person we meet in the episodes. So right. <laughs> those are, what if those are just his goons who are moving the art? And so he's just like, ah... So he the mis- could be like, as far as I could tell, he's the only employee of this museum. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, other than the 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 white right or <laughs> hide white. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, let's go back to how they find the the uh, the suit right. of armor because I've I, I'm very interested in in the 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 teens uh, uh, thought process of action here. So, yeah. like, yeah, so Scooby and Shaggy are walking through. The woods, right? After chasing after a frog, going, after going to the movies, yes. I wrote it down that they were seeing Star Dog Ranger of the North Woods. Yes. What do you think the plot of Star Dog Ranger of the North Woods is? Well, it's probably you know they probably just had whatever. Um, oh, and whatever that Harrison Ford movie is where he's with the dog in in oh, the right, right. Alaska. It's probably just that. Yeah, call 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 of the, the wild. wild. Yeah. yeah, it's probably that dog ranger of the woods, but instead of snow, they're in like Colorado or something. Oh, well, right, Colorado right, right. Has snow, and it, but... <laughs> and it was made in 1969, so you know the dog was probably abused. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's so they wanted to see the movie, but you know, and not think about the the dilemma of actually having a dog go through the woods. Apparently, Scooby really wanted to see this one. So, they saw it you know, twice. Yeah. So they let the dog into the movie theater, I suppose. Or what nice. if? That is nice. What if it's but it's a dog ranger? So what right. if it's like a Dudley Do Right, but it, as a dog? Oh, oh yeah, that'd be pretty uh, bad. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be rough to watch. But yeah. Scooby had to see it twice, and Shaggy's a good buddy, so he watched it with them. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, so they so Scooby sees a frog, and naturally, because he's a dog, he's not he he wants to chase the frog. Sure, he is. He's very much more of a dog in these early episodes like he's yeah. not he's not walking around on two legs too much and he he speaks in limited english to yeah. be polite and do it it's like he chases he chases the frog and then then they run into the the truck and they truck. call call their pals in, yeah right and, well uh, but first but first right when they find the truck out of nowhere the helmet falls off they laugh yeah. and then run away scared yeah, and so that yeah. that threw me a little bit because <laughs> like, yeah, are we scared I, of it or not? <laughs> well, I guess they they found it funny that that the mask fell off. That it was not a person in the suit of armor. I see because it, it's a weird thing to come across. Oh, absolutely! A truck in the woods with a suit of armor in the driver's seat. Yeah, one would think that it would draw too much attention to your uh, to your painting forgery scheme yeah <laughs> oh yeah because we have to remember that that is what this entire scheme is yes yes it's yes, yes, yes. painting forgery so uh they call they call the guy their yeah. friends and then they go to the museum and yep. and the the curator is like yo thank you for uh telling me that professor hyde white <laughs> is missing but uh i wish he didn't bring this this uh this suit of armor that we ordered to come to this museum here because it turns out uh it's haunted <laughs> you're like okay sure yeah there's <laughs> apparently a the legend of the black knight which is that whenever it's a full moon mm-hmm. 
this suit of armor will come to life. And this is well known. So that's okay. So if if it's okay, if that's the the legend, but it's well known legend. Mm-hmm. That means once a month, this thing's just running around, like breaking stuff. I guess so. And if so, why would you have it delivered, scheduled to be delivered during a full moon? During a full moon, exactly. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, he well see. So he either believes the myth, or he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's either so scared, and he's like, "Oh, why'd you bring it here now?" But but, again, I, but I did order it. Look, he's in the clear. <laughs> like, like <laughs> he does not need to bring this up at all. Like they just found this the the, the suit of armor. They bring it to the museum. He's just got to be like, "Oh, cool, thank you." Let's set this up. Let me bring in these delivery guys to set up the suit of armor. Have a nice day, kids. <laughs> but he doesn't do that. He tells them the story of the scary of this this haunted suit of armor, which gets their you know their brains thinking or whatever. Maybe maybe he just was really excited about getting to dress up as a suit of armor again. And he needed someone to know Possibly. that this is going on. Um, <laughs> I, I guess. I have no idea. Okay, so here's here's one thing, though. Um, I, have, I have the episode on in the background while we're talking, just so I can sure, keep, sure. Things, keep things present. But, okay, so right, right when they bring him the suit, he's talking about the suit. He's explaining the curse, telling them the, the, the important plot points of the, of the episode. Um, when Scooby looks at the suit, there are eyes looking back at him in the suit. So, like, really? is, that, is that just a fun misdirect while the professor is there? Is that are just we a fun to believe then that it actually is haunted? That it? No, maybe, <laughs> maybe that that is Hyde White because we have not seen the professor in the, ah, in the in the there it is in the sarcophagus thing yet whatever right. that statue oh, thing is the, the african jacket yeah, that tribal they put them on. Or whatever. <laughs> okay um, that makes sense so, there's so, okay so what so now what we so we figured this out now Ian. <laughs> yes what happened was he 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 somehow gets to the loading dock where he puts the the suit of armor in the back of the truck yes wickles gets in the suit of armor Yes. Waits until until Professor Hyde White has driven far enough away mm-hmm. and and breaks out of the crate. Like chloroforms Hyde White or whatever. <laughs> sure. But no, because that doesn't make any sense because the suit of armor was headless when they got there. Yep. And, and the mystery gang would have just would would they have put would they have put the suit of armor back in the box or would they have just called and been like, hey, we found your armor? I guess they would have done that because they find the delivery slip to the county museum. That's true. Well, so I they... say called. Maybe Fred was just like, look, I'll drive this truck. You guys take the mystery machine and follow me, and oh, we'll just deliver need to, it. Then you'd have to let somebody else drive the truck. Right. Or the van, I mean. And, well, see, know. so just for reference, at, at, at 4.49 on HBO Max for the Scooby-Doo Where Are You episode one, What a Night for a Night, there are eyes looking back at Scooby while the professor is outside explaining the curse. Hmm. So very interesting. I, it could just be maybe the curse is real. Maybe the curse is real. <laughs> that's only that's the only course of explanation that we can glean from that. Yeah, it's the only way. That's the only explanation the only way we can move forward. 
So speaking of Scooby, he uh, he's you know wandering around this museum. Mm-hmm. Really, probably not a good idea to just let a, a Great Dane loose in a museum. Oh. It's kind of a, a bull in a china shop. Yeah, it's a very big dog. <laughs> yeah, and he finds the very first clue in the history of Scooby Doo. These these glasses, these, uh-huh. these glasses that become very important to the, this mystery. Everything this hinges story. on these glasses. Yep. So he finds these glasses. They look fascinating <laughs> like they look they're kind of like the glasses from uh from national treasure, national treasure. i knew you were yeah. gonna say it yeah. yeah the bifocals but like with these weird like steampunky uh like canicular lenses right mm-hmm. yep. uh so he finds those somehow pockets them oh well, they don't well, yeah they don't notice that he has them until they get in the van right yeah, and so he's got them he's, on Maybe he puts them in his mouth or something, I guess. Yeah, That's the only yeah. place they can go. Other sure. Than, you know. <laughs> so yep. he, yeah, he pockets these, these, uh, these glasses. And, you know, they're off driving away. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what I find very interesting is all five of them are riding in the front seat of the mystery machine. Okay. Oh, yeah. I wanted to, yeah. I, so I made a note of this. Um, any... In just about every other cartoon, like I said, I haven't seen a lot of uh, Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? I've seen good bits and pieces, but just about every other depiction of the mystery machine is there's the one row of seats, and right. then the back is completely empty. Right. And In that's back, where Scooby there be, like, rattles around. Maybe a like like a like a seat or something, but typically you'll see you'll see Fred, Daphne, and Velma riding in the front seat. Right, it's Scoob and Shagger in the back. Sometimes, sometimes Velma rides with them, but it's very rare. Even in the in the original series, they they keep this up. But in this in this shot of them in in the van, all four humans are sitting in the front seat, and then Scooby pops up behind them, but still in front of the back of the seat. We'll see. Okay, that's what I wanted to. So, in a lot of the animated Scooby Doo stuff that I've seen. It's like this, right? Like there's that one row of seats and then the back is completely empty. Right. And this is this is one of the first times when what later on when they get the ladder out of the back. There, there's a lot of stuff in the back. A I mean like a list of everything that's in the back. Like, yeah, it's a gear, it's like a shed full of gear of yeah. four mysteries. And I was like I made a list. They've got a ladder, <laughs> they have a lantern, canteen, a first aid kit. That's a good thing to have, right? Sure. A, yeah. a a, a saw and uh like these very thick cables like i i have no idea what the use for these things are but like they're like tied down railroad track cables oh and don't <laughs> forget jack yeah of course and the jack <laughs> but anyway we're not quite there yet okay, because sorry, scooby sorry. pops up he's wearing the glasses very funny bit scoob you look like you know a professor sure and uh and because this is 1969 to figure out what these glasses are, they have to go to the library. The library. Yes. Now, I love they, they didn't I go. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Of course. <laughs> but they didn't go. Oh, we just came from the museum. <laughs> right. Those look like some, some nerd museum glasses. They even say, Oh, Scoop probably got these at the museum. Yeah, I guess so. But they don't, <laughs> you're right. You're right. They do say that, but they don't drive back to the museum. They have to go to the library to figure out what these glasses are. Right. right. <laughs> they they're looking through a book. They somehow find, you know, 
this very specific pair of glasses, and they make a, a very important note that these jeweler's glasses are only manufactured in England. That's right. Only. <laughs> Who knows when this, mu- when this book was published? I don't think the, the picture wasn't even in color, right? <laughs> but like, oh, right. These glasses are only manufactured in England. Yep. And that's how they know that these glasses belonged to Professor Hyde White. That's right. Now, again, this is how they know that somehow Professor Hyde White has been abducted because they found his glasses in the museum where theoretically he would be, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's a logical step for me, man. But I do like this scene because it's like the single most iconic shot in the history of Scooby-Doo of them all looking up from the book because it plays at the end of every of the theme song in every episode. Mm -hmm. So like, and like, that's like the still that everybody uses. So even though it is silly, they do it. I do love it. It's iconic. Yeah. yeah, And of course they have to say Jameson Hyde White again, as they look (laughs) into the, into the camera. It's it's just so you know who, who they're looking for. So now, they know that the professor is missing. Yes. Do they call the police? No. Their next course of action <laughs> is to break into the museum at night. Exactly. exactly. And not, not only break into it, but destroy many artifacts in the process. Yes. The method <laughs> by which they break into the museum is insane. <laughs> not only is it insane but it introduces a handful of character you know character things yes, that i never yes. knew about the, the no no because it is it, i i i this line reading is burned into my brain from when i was a kid because i i remember it perfectly because like you when i was a kid i was like this isn't a thing they never bring this up again even in like the next episode it never comes up never in this show what they say is so what they have to do Mm -hmm. what they have to do is there is an open window at the very top of like the third story of this this building back entrance of the museum yes yes and so fred gets a jack and a ladder out Mm -hmm. of the back of the out of the back of the museum uh, I mean, out of the back of the, the van. Mystery machine. Yes, out of the back of the mystery machine. They set up the ladder against the wall and then jack it up as high as it will go while Shaggy is riding on, yeah. on the, the ladder at the very top block. <laughs> Looks incredibly unsafe. Oh, yeah, but it's the 60s. Yeah, yes, of course, of course. This is like a 12-foot ladder, too. Yeah. <laughs> adding, like, adding, like, Six feet of Shaggy and like six feet of of Jack, right? Yeah. So they get up to the very top, and there's still not enough room, and Shaggy's gonna have to jump, jump, <laughs> jump off the top of this, of this ladder, and then into the into the window. And naturally, Velma is freaked out. She's like, "This doesn't look good." Yeah. And, and Daphne says, "Don't worry, Shaggy's the swingingest gymnast in school." What does that mean? <laughs> a, what does that mean? And B, no, he's not. <laughs> yeah. Never, ever brought up again. Ever. But Shaggy has a couple talents, like, you know, like the ventriloquism thing comes up later in the episode, and that is used a few times during the original show. It doesn't come okay. back in other iterations, but that does happen once or twice. Like, they do right. come back to that, well, at least three times. 
Yeah. <laughs> this is never brought up again. <laughs> and, you know, maybe I could believe it if they said he was like a track star. Because, as we all know, Shaggy runs faster than any human being should feasibly be able to. Sure. <laughs> like, like those yeah. people, you've seen those Tumblr posts where people do the math of like how fast. A, oh, how fast he's actually running. Can yeah. go, and he's always <laughs> running faster. <laughs> it's like inhuman. <laughs> but um, either no. way, I'm sure Swing you want to talk about this insane jump that he does. <laughs> oh, I, I really do. Cause I'm just watching it over and over now. And it's just, it's up and then uh, like a frog jump. He, he, so I'm sorry. He jumps straight up off of the edge of the ladder, grabs the edge of the building, and then f- crunches up into a tight little triangle and then fully extends himself into yeah. the window. It is, <laughs> it is some Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> shit. It is like yeah. impossible. It, yeah, I don't understand because it's just like up and then just like fully pulled forward. It's some Spider-Man acrobatic, you know, the swingingest gymnast right. I've, I've ever seen. It's just shoomp, and then he crashes. Yeah, naturally, <laughs> they must not have staked out this what's on the other side of this window at all, <laughs> because it seems like it's a three-story drop crashing into pillars and and vases and rocks and uh, Trojan helmets all the way down. They destroy the the the, the ancient oh. Greece portion of this museum. Yeah. <laughs> Just completely obliterated, yeah, the ancient Greece, of course, yeah, the ancient Greece area of this museum, and he just sits up from the rubble wearing the the, the helmet. Yeah, and don't worry, you know, uh, this will not be the only thing that they, only damage oh, they cause. This no, episode. there's so much, so much more. <laughs> I'm sure that, you know, whoever runs the the museum other than the only guy who works there will be very glad to know that they apprehended his uh, his forgery <laughs> operation at the <laughs> expense of everything else in the museum <laughs> every okay so so everything else yes but as soon as uh shaggy gets makes his way in he does not open the door first he takes a nice little walk around the museum yeah yeah. And and we see the person or we see the eyes move behind the tribal yeah, statue. It's very hard to describe this if you have not yeah. seen the episode. It's yeah. wearing like it's a it's like a, a tribal mask mm-hmm. and like a blue blanket. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, like a poncho, but like yeah. in like a like a yeah, like a because it's in the tiki area, so I think you're supposed to assume that it's yeah, you know. some sort of a of an indigenous art. Right. Yeah. Thing. It, it it is it is very. We did not consult anybody when we drew this kind right, of. Right. Right. Yeah. Like I've literally <laughs> never seen anything else like it. Like it yeah. just it looks vaguely tribal. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. So Scooby wa- or Shaggy walks past this. Walks past we it once. The, we see the eyes, of course. We see the eyes. Then we see an Easter Island head that he continues to walk past and sees the the armor. And he's like, oh, wow, the black armor. And then yeah. turns around to walk past everything again to open the door. He's <laughs> taking a look around. Yeah, he's just looking around. He, well, you know, he had, to, he had to take a breather from that, that fall. <laughs> you know, he, he had to regain his composure to, before oh, he faces everybody. For sure. That three-story fall is significant. I had it in my notes that I actually really liked the shot of him opening the door with them coming in. Yeah. Like, I really, I think that that was one of the first shots in the entire 
episode, I was like, oh, that's like, I think it's really well animated, even though they don't move, like just their heads move. But it was interesting to, because not many of the, of these have like depth in the actual (laughs) picture. And so this has the trees outside in the night sky with the door open, with the crates around them, with Scooby peeking around the whole gang. It just, it just looked cool. That's good. Yeah. How do you feel about this animation? Because you do not have very much experience with the classic Scooby-Doo. I don't have very much experience with the classic Scooby-Doo, but uh, I did watch uh, the old Batman. And I know it's not quite the same, but I, I, I do really like this animation. And I, and I really like it. It, it. it serves its point when it, when it does, you know? Yeah. And then it really... Uh, it is easy to see when it when it breaks or it's just like, you know, the single frame by frame. Sometimes, you know, we've all seen those pictures of like right. the between frames of when they're running or screaming, how out of um, position they are. And I think that that just adds to it. One thing I kept noticing in this episode was sometimes Shaggy, sometimes his beard was colored in with his skin behind it. And sometimes it wasn't. Yeah, his, uh, the, the, uh, the, <laughs> Physics of Shaggy's beard uh, really oh, yeah. are insane. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes the of this show. sometimes it's sticking straight out, and sometimes it's down. But there's like it's just on his chin, and sometimes it's just not. It really made me laugh. Uh, yeah, like, is it just thing. is it just a a, a deformation of his his, <laughs> his is it hair chin? Yeah, it's, yeah it's we don't know. Strange. <laughs> But I also, speaking of the animation, one one thing I kept seeing was the, um, sometimes the, because like when they're drawing Scooby, it's like a circle and then, you know, the bigger circle to make the nose or whatever. Sometimes that, that circle's still there. Like it's animated all the way through because it was just like a dark black circle around Scooby's mouth. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it, I, you can definitely see the seams. Mm-hmm. I, I find it very charming uh, charming is, yeah like yeah. i really i really appreciate like i think this looks better than like the boomerang show they have on right now that it, it is also clearly very cheap but it's all done on a computer so it just kind of looks like like a flash animation or whatever mm. whereas this you can tell was you know done by hand and yeah. there's there's history of animation there and, right and just in general nostalgia for me and other people that grew up watching it oh absolutely well they, see that's what i was saying right right when i finished the episode earlier this morning i texted you and i was like look this makes me feel nostalgic even though i've never seen it before like this this it has a a form yeah. of uh like it it is <clears throat> it is charming it is you know cute it, it's it's nice and it's fun to watch absolutely the one thing that I think is consistently good in these old shows are usually the backgrounds. I oh, love for the sure. backgrounds, especially these backgrounds in the museum. I love the way they're, they're hand painted. I like them a lot. Now, sometimes they'll cut to a shot that's just a character in front of like a gray wall or whatever, <laughs> and it looks or <laughs> not they, great. They keep cutting to Scooby's personal thoughts, and it's just it's just him reacting behind a purple screen for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, where did this purple line come from? We don't know, but okay. <laughs> this purple wall. So now we are in the museum. Yes, and it's time to do some investigating. It is. We get it some, is. So we get some firsts here. Fred tells us to split up for the first yep. time. Uh, they split up in twos, though, Uh-oh. which I find is, is interesting. 
yep. say, uh, you know, Fred and Daphne naturally are going to go together and do God knows what, because we don't <laughs> see them uh, find any clues. So nope. who knows what they're doing? <laughs> right. Uh, and then Shaggy and Velma are going to go together. And something that really doesn't happen again is Fred says that Scooby needs to stand guard. Stay right? on his own and stand yes, guard. Yes. That's right. And naturally, Scooby is scared of doing that. Uh, right. But guess what? What? Fred's going to give him a Scooby snack. Hell yes. Two Scooby snacks, in fact. It, it does take two. Very interesting to me that that's here from the first episode. I like it. Like it oh, I do too. I, when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's awesome. Like, it just, it's, it's, it's yeah. fun. It's keeping the cartoon moving. It's something cute for Scooby to be like, oh, give me a Scooby snack. <laughs> I think part of the reason that they do this bit of him standing guard for like 30 seconds is to establish that he is a coward. Like we know that about Shaggy for sure, but we need to like lock that in, mm -hmm. triple down because that's the entire show for the next 50 years. Is that yeah. Shaggy and Scooby do not like scary things. <laughs> nope. Um, so, you know, naturally he gets scared and he runs off to find Shaggy and Shaggy's like, okay, you can come with us anyway. Which is <laughs> yeah. Nice. And this next bit is the part that you talk about, like bits that are well animated or look nice. This is my favorite part is, is Shaggy, Velma and, and Scooby walking through the hallways with the, with the moonlight coming in through the window. Oh yeah. I really like the way this looks. I think it's generally like just nostalgia from watching this so much as a kid like mm -hmm. it's like visual asmr to me like when i see this i just feel comfortable yeah but naturally uh shaggy has to close the blinds on this window mm -hmm. because you know as we all know as we all know the legend of the black knight everybody knows everybody knows especially now yes yes of course of course the moonlight brings the night to life yes right? bring the curse right Yep. So he closes the, he closes the blinds. They keep going. Yep. And guess what? Even though he closed the blinds, <laughs> I think the suit's gonna come back to life. The suit comes back to life. <laughs> I love that they point at it. They're like, yep. "Oh, that's the thing we're here for. That's the one that's gonna come to life." <laughs> and then later on, Scooby Doo and Velma walk into that room, and Shaggy just keeps walking. <laughs> yeah, they like accidentally lose it. Up. <laughs> And they're like, oh, Shaggy's gone. And they're just yeah. like, turn around. Yeah. He just keeps walking behind, like, a hallway or whatever. It's very funny. Especially because, like, as you say, like, these things don't really has, have depth. So yeah. He just, like, walks into nothingness while they keep going in the foreground. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, the back hallway is painted the same color as the front hallway. Right. Very funny. <laughs> this is really funny, too, because <laughs> the Black Knight... Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, because you know, Scooby's scared, so he, he's, his teeth are chattering. So, you know, he has to uh, Velma uh, eyes him up with a handkerchief or whatever. Yeah, where does that come from? Literally, where does that come from? She just pulls it off of nothing because they were walking by the knight's armor. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then, this is so funny to me. The knight trips her. <laughs> yeah, this big imposing like man. In a in in a suit of armor, like you know, you could just grab her, throw her in a closet or whatever. Mm. You know, he he trips her and she falls, and we get the first instance of you know the classic Velma loses her glasses. Yes, that also great. made me like oh, like that. I was like oh, that's so cool. Like it was cool yeah. to see the first. Yeah. There's a lot of 
stuff in this in this first episode that comes back. Like it is a great pilot for Scooby Doo. It, it really establishes the the formula and and the bits. And you're yeah. like, I get I get annoyed by some people saying that Scooby Doo is super formulaic because like Velma doesn't lose her glasses every episode. Right. They don't do the the Scooby snack bit every episode. They don't say right. their catchphrases every episode. They just kind of plug and play in recurring bits whenever they need them. Mm-hmm. But it's not like every single episode happens this way to a T, right? That's true. That's true. I, at least certainly in these early in the in these earlier seasons. Maybe when we get into like the seventies, where they if they run out of ideas and they're kind of plugging and playing. But <laughs> sure, yeah, you know, yeah. Okay, well, see, here's the thing. When we were talking about just just now, you, you said that that he trips her. And that's not entirely true because he scares Scooby. Scooby then runs full force into Velma. And then Velma does not move while the suit of armor trips on her. You're right. You're right. My mistake. My mistake. (laughs) (laughs) I'm misremembering. Scooby does bury himself in the potted plant. We love that bit. I love it. And then the knight's walking forward and whoop trips on her and falls so fast. Now, yeah, and, and he falls into <laughs> into stocks like like yeah. the uh, like the old timey torture like handcuff right. thing, right? And, and, and no, it close on top of him. Yeah, and it was just sitting open. Yeah, yeah, of course, and of it, course. And it and he's growling at her, and yeah. so she's like, "Oh, you must be Shaggy. Here's your cough medicine." <laughs> Again, where does she pull this from? She's not carrying a purse. She's not carrying anything. And, and why, then, why does why does she carry Shaggy's cough medicine wherever she goes? A, he, <laughs> we haven't heard him cough at all. And B, right. like, why? Right. And then it just, she goes, where are my glasses? Where are my glasses? Sco- Shaggy runs in the frame. She's staring at him now with her glasses on and gives him the cough medicine. And just doesn't acknowledge the knight that is in the stocks next to her. <laughs> well, so they keep, they just keep running because they're yeah, they just go away. I guess we don't see how he gets out. We don't see how he gets out. No. And we, we cut to, to Scooby who, uh, he's really, he really wants a bone. He does. He really does want a bone. And luckily we're in the dinosaur area of the museum. Cause we know all museums have the Greek area, the dinosaur area and the knights area. Right, right, right. And right, in the right, plain right. area. Those are the yeah, only four yeah. areas in all museums. And, and uh, fine art. Oh, and fine art, of course. So so after Scooby-Doo knocks down the Triceratops, or the, the T-Rex skeleton. Yeah, he, he takes the bone out of his leg and just destroys this thing. Yep. <laughs> like, again, absolutely priceless. Right. Well, but see, but then the, when the tail falls, it rips the curtain, revealing the Black Knight was following Scooby. Yep. Very scary. But, and very scary. And then Scooby just says, my bad, and throws all of the bones at once back into place. Well, yeah, as you do, of course. Uh, yeah, it's just a whoop, and then they're all back into place, and the, and the, and the Black Knight goes, rawr, and like starts chasing it. Yeah. <laughs> so then somehow Scooby and Shaggy get back together, and Scooby notices, or Shaggy notices a painting is missing from the wall. Right. So they go and get Velma... Fred and Daphne yep. back together. Again, Fred and Daphne have found no clues. They've been completely worthless. Yeah, they were walking around the Egyptian area, and that's all they yeah. found. Exactly. They come back, there. and the painting is back on the wall. Yep. Very suspicious. Very suspicious. And again, this is this painting is on the wall next to, in the 
Egyptian area because it's right next to a sarcophagus. Uh, not Egyptian art whatsoever. Oh no, it's like postmodern art and like bushes and trees yeah. and things like the, the painting that is put back into place. I have it on my screen right now. Is a boat on the water? Yeah, no and wonder that. <laughs> No wonder the curator is uh, is is trying to get some secondary revenue streams because he's going to be fired any day now. He's terrible at curating this museum. Absolutely. But then Fred and Daphne do notice a second clue, where I guess yes. maybe third now, which is they find the paint and they keep walking and they walk past the the statue that has its eyes looking at them. Yep, yep, yep. And then they find the sarcophagus. Well, well Daphne, of course, is a dummy. She thinks it's blood. Oh, yes. And, and Fred, and Fred like, confidently licks it. <laughs> he does. He dips his hands in it and touches it, and he's like, this is paint. <laughs> like, <laughs> the bold man. Again, you, as you said before, that's maybe Daphne's third line in the entire episode. <laughs> right. That's all she gets. Is it blood? Like, no. <laughs> well, another thing I found very funny that uh, is mentioned on the, on the wiki for this page is that yeah. uh, Fred is the only character who is not named in this episode. They didn't know what they wanted to call him. Apparently in the storyboards, they were going to call him Ronnie. Oh my god. Which, he, I guess he looks like a Ronnie, but no thank you. That's so Ronnie in WW. Yep, yep, yep. I guess Daphne and Velma were going to be the same. Because those are good names. Those are perfect names, yeah. So they follow the blood, the, yeah. or excuse me, the paint. The paint. To a sarcophagus on the wall. But yep. they don't call it sarcophagus. Velma. Genius Velma. Velma, who, as will be established in other episodes, can speak ancient languages and knows everything. Sure. Refers to this sarcophagus as a mummy case. <laughs> Have you ever heard the term mummy case ever in anything else? No. Like, sarcophagus is a, is a, is a common word. It's a right? pretty well-known, well-known term, especially when talking about history. Yeah. I guess they thought the kids wouldn't know what a mummy, what a sarcophagus, uh, sarcophagus is, was, or maybe they didn't know because they didn't even know how to spell archaeology and they did no research <laughs> whatsoever. You you know you 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 got a point there, <laughs> but naturally the sarcophagus is fake. It's right a doorway, mm -hmm. like in um, Sunny with a Chance, to yes. a secret room, which okay. is classic. It is classic, and and we did get a little tease of it. So here, here's my thing. We got a little tease of it earlier, right when the gang gets to the museum and they're looking around. It, it, it opens for a second while Daphne and Fred are right there. It, the arm like slides back into it. So, but, but here's my thing. So we, we walk into a half-painted replica, right? Right. And then there was the painting on the wall earlier. So yes. since the only person who gets arrested at the end is... Um, oh, what's his name again? The curator, Wickles. Wickles, oh, okay. The curator, Wickles. So, in his time at the museum, he got up, put the armor on, chased them around, got out of the, the stocks, went back to the, his little hideout, took the painting off the wall, replaced it with the new one, put the armor back on to chase them around again, and left a trail of paint. Yes. So he, he's continuing to, to do both. And I just I don't yes. understand why. This, this guy... <laughs> Is is a true Renaissance man. He's the he most is. versatile person ever. <laughs> considering these these forgeries are perfect. Mm -hmm. They're perfect. And as we know, he's the only employee of the museum. He's the only person who's arrested for this this 
operation. So he's the one doing both things. Sure. Yep. He's scaring people away and is a master forger. So, but how, okay, how is that profitable? If you're scaring people away, no one's going to come buy your forgeries. No, 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 no. You don't understand. Am this I missing to it? scare people away from from, from checking? From, from, yeah, from digging around and thinking that there might gotcha. be a, a forgery. You know, like if gotcha. the uh, gotcha. yep. if the CIA shows up and is investigating <laughs> investigating art <laughs> investigating you know art theft or whatever, yeah. they will not. They will be perturbed by the haunted suit of armor. Right. Okay. Gotcha. 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 They won't think there's a person in that suit of armor. No. They will. Uh, be scared and run away because the suit of armor doesn't actually pose any threat. As we, as we can tell that he has multiple opportunities to, you know, nab these kids. Yep. But he doesn't do anything. Or even like, look, it's a suit of armor of a swift punch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yes, yeah, so they find these things and, and naturally they, uh, you know, They've solved it. They figured it out. They got all the clues. Yep. Now they just got to uh, to trap the 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 Black Knight Ghost. Well, but luckily he's there because right. he's in the room and he punches through one of his own replica paintings. Yep. And Shaggy puts his head in. That's funny. I love it. Good bit. We love it. <laughs> and then my favorite bit of the whole episode is right here. Sha- uh, Scooby runs off, comes back dressed as a painter. Perfect. Puts paint on the little, on the easel, or on the, oh man, what is it? On the, yeah, on, yeah. The, on the canvas. On yeah. the canvas, thank you. And then squirts red paint on it, and then squirts it right in the knight's eye, and then runs off. Yep, good bit. Perfect. Perfect. I've written on my notes, Scoob dresses as painter, funny bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what it is. So they run off, they hide in, they hide in pots, right? Or are they in plants? Which one are they? they are, so first they hide under the bear. Shaggy right, 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 right. right underneath the the bear rug, and then the knight comes in and steps on the bear's foot, and then they keep crawling without the bear skin. Right, classic bit. Another good bit. Yeah, another, another good one. And now they're crawling. You know, they're crawling on the floor, and then they look at the camera, scared, and then mm-hmm. keep crawling on the floor, and then get underneath the table, and then the knight full force throws the table oh, into yes. the wall, and the and the. The table punches a square hole into the wall, and then the table part falls off, and then Scoob and Shaggy run out. You're right. I do take it back. He does pose a threat because that is some brutal <laughs> shit. Dude. And uh, then they then they all reunite, run into the relic room. Yes, 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 yes. And, and, and Shaggy happy. does his ventriloquist bit. Yes, but when they're running into the room, the pot that he, they later come back to does not have a lid. Well, it's just fun. It's just fun. Like they couldn't, you know. I know they remember that a pot has a lid. <laughs> and now, you know, yeah, they're they're hanging out in the plane, and then Shaggy's like, "Yes, let me do my ventriloquism to get him to come to the pot." And then Scooby is so excited that that worked that his tail hits the on switch on the plane and yeah, turns. They're hiding off. in a in a biplane. <laughs> yes, a biplane hiding. that's just chilling on the floor. On the floor in the museum. There's not like. Not a tran a transom in front of them. There's no, no. there's no barrier whatsoever. No, no net at all. Right. And and it's full of gas. <laughs> and <laughs> it could be started with the flip of a switch. Yep. And doesn't need a key. Doesn't need a key. 
And well, and you know, luckily, the main thing that's that's so good about it is that there was a pilot's hat in the front seat for Scooby to put on. Yeah, yeah. So he's got his little flight hat, and then they're just flying the plane straight towards the night while Fred, Velma, and Daphne hide inside a tank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so a good museum. <laughs> good museum. Yeah. So the plane then hits that the the frame of the door to the relic room. <laughs> they destroy this plane. Crash <laughs> through a, through a doorway and break the 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 wings off. Of course. Oh, I just tear it off entirely. But that's okay. It'll still fly. Still got momentum though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So now they're chasing the knight in the plane through the museum. With no wings. With no wings. And it's headed straight towards the Easter Island head. They pull up, do a nice Yui, now they're flying upside down. Oh, yep. and then they... By, they, by, they, by flying upside down, you mean they just take the, uh, the the cell of the plane going one direction and flip it upside down. I do. And then they invert that again to yep. have it fly back and crash into the Easter Island head, but Shaggy and Scooby are A-OK. They crash into the night as well, though. They, they do. Yep, and then Scooby's able to grab the feather part of the hat, pull it off, and who do we find? Old Man Wickles! Old Man Wickles. Which, earlier in the episode, was shown to be Danny DeVito portions, and is somehow running around in a six-foot night suit, but... You know, maybe he's wearing stilts under there. I, 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 yeah, I, I hope so. They, I call hope so. The, they call the police, finally. Finally. <laughs> maybe they didn't call the police, maybe the police were called, because this closed museum was making so much noise <laughs> Could be. uh they go yeah they call the police police shows up he's like oh this is the, a string of art forgeries thank you for telling us this but there's a problem we still have not found we have not found the professor professor hyde white that's right and then that scooby is. comes out with a shoe exactly exactly and we, and we he drags the shoe off, and we find the man is behind the tribal statue. And I will say, I really like this. It I is fun. A, yeah, it's I think it's cute. a great misdirection. I think mm-hmm. it's a it's a fun little third act twist. Yeah, it's interesting that it happens in the first episode. Like you think it would happen like after they've established, you know, the bit of the eyes and other episodes. Right. But I still really well, like so- it. Now the eyes from now on are a callback to the this. That's right. That's right. However, again, what's his plan? What is the Wickles' plan here? He's got a secret room mm-hmm. that's presumably soundproof or something. Right. That nobody knows is there. That is but- just down the hall of yep. where he has kidnapped uh, Hyde White. Yes. And Instead, he goes to this elaborate display <laughs> of dressing him up. Yeah. Gagging him, gagging him, tying him up. I guess hoping that he doesn't make Jump any off. noise at all. Or, yeah, when Scooby brings out his shoe, his, his one foot has a shoe on and his other foot doesn't because Scooby has the other shoe. But there's nothing on his legs. It's just his arms are tied and his mouth is bound. So we see just... Standing there, just hanging out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's fun though. It's it's fun. It's cute. Yeah, yeah. That's why I lo- like when I saw that. I was like, all right, that's cute. Obviously, we are going in way too much detail for these little <laughs> episodes. Yes, of course, of course. But of it's course. but it's just so much fun to look at them like this because it's like, all right, what's going on? Like, <laughs> but you know what, Ian? 
someone has to go into this much. That's true. Well, see, that's why I loved earlier one of the episodes when when they find the art room and Fred's like, "Oh, we found all the clues. We know what happened." And then <laughs> I was even like, "Wait, do we?" <laughs> and Shaggy was like, "What? What's going on?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it really made me laugh. That's something I love about about Scooby Doo is that they always go like either Fred or Velma or both will be like, "Well, we figured it out, of course." Yeah, and then they don't explain it to Shaggy or or Daphne or whoever else might be there. They're like, right. "Well, we gotta have to do this whole, we gotta do this whole bit." Yeah, we gotta, we gotta play it up for you know everybody else. We gotta we gotta do the Agatha Christie unmasking the guy. Thing. Right, right. Okay, so that's the episode. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, well it's not over oh, yet, right? Because right. we do get a, a little bit where we talk to uh, to Professor Hyde White with his yep. little English accent, and he's just. Looks like the suavest guy in town. He's just happy to be there. Yeah. But then my favorite part of this whole thing is that the... So now, just a little fun hijinks. The suit is back alive. And it's running towards oh, them. Yes, but it's Scooby in the suit. Yeah. But the hands of the suit are now paused for yeah. Scooby to move his move the hands around. Yeah, of course. That's, it's just so funny. I love it. Like. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's the best. It's the yeah. best. And then he, you know, Scooby Dooby Doo, and then that's the yep. end. That's the end. So, Ian, now that the episode is over, would you like to play a little game? Absolutely. Hit me. So, this game is called Jinkies or Stinkies. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, the way this works is each episode, I'm going to come up with some Jinkies or Stinkies. To relate to the plot of the episode. Okay. And what that means is, is that I have six stories, little short little stories for you. Okay. Um, about knights. Okay. Medieval knights. Okay. And some of these stories will be real, and some of them I will have made up. Okay. Now the real ones are jinkies, and the fake ones are stinkies. Okay. So you have to tell me after each one whether it's a jinky or a stinky. Oh, man. I love it. Let's do it. All right. Here we go. So Sir Percival of Yale was not a very important knight, but he was beloved by the people who worked on his property and renowned as a kind soul in the community. When he died of acute pneumonia, the workers who cared for his farm decided to rename a pig after him, and they called it Sir Porkcival. A local blacksmith even melted down Sir Percival's armor and made a mini set for the pig. However, when a bad winter storm flared up, they were forced to slay and eat Sir Porcival in favor of starving. Oh is my god. Jinky or stinky. Okay, dude. I oh man. Um I'm gonna have to go with a jinky because that sounds so specific that that's I don't know. I'm guessing that I that's true. Made it up. Ah, that was a stinky. Damn, you got okay. me. You still That's got five funny. more. I love it. Oh, okay, hit me. Let's let's do. It. I'm glad this is a six-part quiz. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. In the 13th century, a knight named Le Chatelaine de Cucci had an affair with the married Lady of Fayel. He was mortally wounded in the Third Crusade and begged a fellow knight to cut out his heart and bring it to his love, as it was rightfully hers. The man obliged, but made the mistake of telling her husband about it when he got there. Enraged, the husband cooked the heart and served it to his wife for dinner. Oh my god. 
<laughs> this is not as lighthearted as I thought this was going to be. <laughs> well, it was the, the, the Dark Ages. Yeah, so. sure. Uh, I'm going to... I'm gonna hold true. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that that was real. That's a jinkies. That's a jinky. I'm, oh my god! <laughs> my brain is not uh is not demented enough to come up with that. <laughs> that is terrifying. Okay, here we go. Yeah, next up, Sir Richard de Southchurch, the sheriff of Essex, requested supplies from his manor in 1267 to help the king retake the city of London. Okay. There were multiple predictable requests on the list, but among them was also, this is a quote, Cox, 40 and more, to whose feet he declared he would tie fire and send them flying into London to burn it down. In plain English, he wanted to set 40 roosters on fire and throw them into the city. Is that a jinky or a stinky? <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that that's a stinky. Is a jinky. Oh my god! Is from an official document. Like it was, it was documented. This request it was not fulfilled. Okay. Nobody knows what he why he wanted to do this. <laughs> Though some scholars think that it was like a play to get local farmers to give him all their chickens. <laughs> okay. Part of the sorry, I was laughing. That's that's pretty outlandish. That's pretty crazy. But I was laughing because. The way you said that, the way you read that, I had it in my head. I was thinking of the scene from 1917 when he's running through the burning, the bombed city. Yeah. And I had it to where that's why the city was on fire. (laughs) (laughs) That would be strange. (laughs) Happened in 1197. (laughs) Or excuse me, that one was in 1267. Oh my goodness. Okay. This next one is in 1197. 1197. All right. Henri II. Count of Champagne, died in 1197 when he fell from his tower after the railing on the balcony gave way. He probably would have survived for another day or two, but his dwarf manservant was so distressed he fell as well and landed on top of him, killing him dead. Oh my god! Um, I'm gonna guess jinkies on that one. That one is a jinkies, it's correct. That's a true story. Wow. Yeah, (laughs) I mean... That sucks for both of them. Yeah. <laughs> I just love that the wording is he probably would have been okay had not another yeah. man <laughs> fell on him. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Okay. There are dozens of legends about knights fighting dragons, but naturally we know dragons don't exist. However, there is one story that scholars believe might be the generation of the myth. Sometime in 793, a comet crash-landed in Wales, setting the countryside on fire. A group of scared bucks came running out of the woods with their antlers ablaze and set fire to the village of Here. And that is Welsh, so it's spelled, and because Welsh is a nonsense language, it's spelled H-W-R, which is crazy. (laughs) It is said that this is where the phrase, Here There Be Dragons, originates. Is that a jinky? We're a stinky. Oh man. Um, well, I'm gonna okay. You you had me on a jinkies, but because of the way you just insulted <laughs> that language, I'm gonna guess this was a stinky because you were looking up the exact qua- you know, the exact way to spell it. You're right. Very good work. <laughs> Very good work. You uh that is a stinky. 
<laughs> I made that one up. <laughs> nonsense language. You're so angry about it. Okay. This last one. Okay. Here we go. So there are many problems that may have faced your typical knight, one of which was erectile dysfunction. <laughs> Luckily for them, a 9th century physician outlined options for home remedies over a thousand years before Viagra was invented. Here we go. This is a quote. Okay. Take half a, clo a, take half a durum of clove. I don't know what a durum is. Take okay. half a durum of clove, pound it and drink it with cow's milk or the wood of galingale and keep it in your mouth for it produces a strong erection. Is that a jinky or did I make that up? Is that a stinky? Uh, I'm going to guess that's a jinky. That is a jinky. Yep. For all you fellows out there, forget <laughs> hymns. Yep. Take half a clove of garlic, <laughs> pound it up. Keep it in your mouth. With some milk and whatever galangale is, bark of a tree, the galangale, and keep that mixture in your mouth, and you will be able to maintain a strong erection. Hell yeah. Okay, so that is all good. You only got what? One wrong or two? I think I missed two, so I got four two. out of six. All right, good work. Good work, Ian. That's, that's pretty good. Thank you. All right, I so all that's left is to rank this episode. Uh, well, so looking I have, at... I have oh, five yeah. tiers for you. Yes. Okay. So the number one tier is going to be Golden Scoob. That's the cream of the crop, the very, very best episodes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Groovy's up next. So that's an episode that we like. We're jamming. But, you know, it's not quite perfect. Yeah. Three is going to be just called Just Another Mystery. It's just your classic, you know, normal episodes of Scooby-Doo. It doesn't do anything as all that special. Mm -hmm. But it's not bad, right? Then you have Scooby Dumb, named after Scooby's uh, unfortunately named cousin who only appears in a few episodes in the 70s. Um, and that one is like, all right, this one's kind of stupid. Yeah. It's not like the worst. It's not offensive or anything. It's just like, right. yeah, this is stupid. And then the last one is Rut Row, and that's like the bottom of the barrel. Absolute worst. Not worth watching worst. under any circumstances. Okay, well... Hopefully you put it last, so where would no. you put this episode? Yeah. So, so if it... Let's see, how can I... Had this just been... This is almost, to me, just another, just another mystery. But All because right. it's the first episode, it's got to be groovy. I think because, it's groovy as well. Because it, you know, it sets up all these running gags. It's fun. It's it's exciting. You know, it's got it's got a couple fun things, but then it's also got a couple jokes that are out of nowhere, like the the greatest. What is it? The the oh, Shaggy in the window. Right, right, right. Yeah, the swingingest gymnast in town. Swingingest <laughs> gymnast in town. That that for me takes it down up to a two <laughs> <laughs> but i love the night i think it's fun the the bad old man is is hilarious you know it's fun right uh, we got but it, for me just because it is the first instance of scooby snacks split up where are my glasses all of that it's got to be groovy i agree with you we gotta put it in groovy absolutely i mean it's it's just a classic it's it is as good of a pilot episode as you could hope especially for something that has been on for this long and is so iconic like 
pretty much everything that you want, except for Fred's name, mm-hmm. is there in the very first episode, which is really yeah. special. And but Fred's name very first necessary. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah. But speaking of very first episodes, thank you for joining me for mine. Of course. I really yeah. appreciate it. Yeah, and we'll we'll definitely have you back on again at a later date to yes. talk about maybe an episode that you want, maybe maybe the Batman episode. We'll see. Ooh, we'll see. Okay, we'll see. Just a teaser, but we'll see. And, oh, um, I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, but no, really, thank you so much for coming. Um, do you have anything you want to plug? Any like social media or anything? Uh, sure. I mean, I'm I'm on Instagram and and Twitter at kflash900. That's just my normal thing uh i'm been working a lot recently and in my spare time i'm i've been writing more I'm, I, I really want to write scripts you know write for tv write for film so that's kind of what i'm working towards right now but for sure um you know just just kind of working and uh I, yeah thanks a lot man for letting me be on the first episode i really appreciate it i you know, obviously, you you to me are the number one Scooby fan. I am just some guy who's seen the Batman episodes and the movies multiple times. So, thank you so much for saying that. <laughs> of course, you heard it here first, folks. All you out there listening. <laughs> okay, uh, well, this has been Heavy Metal, a Scooby Doo podcast. I'm Ethan, and I just want to say thank you so much for listening, and have a groovy week. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>